There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, it is always good on a Thursday to connect with David Robertson. He's with the Ask Project, Sydney Anglicans, and we do like to touch on Christian perspectives around some of the biggest issues that are shaping our thinking, shaping our culture. Let's turn our attention today to the issue of euthanasia, and still fresh in our minds is the removal of the Blue Cross from the hospital in Canberra, the Calvary Hospital, that's now no longer known as Calvary Hospital, and it will never be known as Calvary Hospital perhaps ever again. So we're going to talk about euthanasia today and what the Christian believer thinks and understands about the way our society is moving. David Robertson, director of the Ask Project. Welcome back to 2020, David. It's good to be back with you and to discuss this really important subject. David, a lot of times these sorts of issues become really important when they affect us personally. What's your own personal experience around the issue of euthanasia? Well, this does become very personal for people because you tell stories and when you've been at the deathbed of a loved one and so on. And so I I would give you two examples which would, in in one sense, incline me towards euthanasia. I was seriously ill in hospital in, in 2011 and in a lot of pain and supposed to be dying. And it was quite funny, actually. My daughter, one of the nurses suggested to her, she was, uh, you know, a 13-year-old at the time, and uh, I think it was around that age. And uh, she was told, why don't you bring in your dad's, uh, to your dad some of your homework? And I was in and out of a coma and so on, and I was in an ICU. And she came in and she read out her essay on euthanasia, and the nurses were horrified <laughs> because... Uh, you know, at that point, in that degree of pain and stuff, I, if somebody had offered me euthanasia, I might have taken it. You know, it, 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 you feel you don't want to be a burden to your family. You look dreadful. There's a whole bunch of different stuff involved in that. And then I have a friend who's a minister, and he stood up at a, a church assembly once this year, actually. And he made a most brilliant speech in which he said that as he watched his mother die and so on, and then he himself, he himself has cancer and he's dying. He knows that. And he said that he would want euthanasia for the sake of his family and so on. And then he said he thought about his mother dying. And he said that uh, they had the most beautiful time with her as she was dying. And he said, but if she'd been offered euthanasia, maybe she would have taken it because you want to protect your family and everything. He says, that's why we have laws against it to protect us from ourselves. So I can understand why euthanasia would be appealing to a lot of people and why it seems a simple, easy and compassionate solution. But ultimately, I think it will be harmful to society. 
it will be harmful to the weak and i think it ends up being human beings playing god and i think to ask medical staff to participate in killing their patients is it's just a dreadful thing to do and i know personally medical staff who are really struggling with what's happening in australia just now and are thinking of just getting out completely because they don't want to be involved in this and i can empathize with them a lot a lot of people are very concerned that they might not have their conscience respected when they are participating in things that might end a human life you know this thought putting you out of your misery or if you personalize that putting me out of my misery if i was at a point where i just wanted to die and a lot of people are at that point aren't they they just say i just want to die right now and yet your own story is that you recovered and uh, i'm hoping that you're pain free and that you know you've got a whole new lease on life but when you say when you're going through that time of misery uh, looking for those sorts of things that are valuable in that. Is there a way we ought to be thinking as Christian believers, how do we find meaning in this misery that either we or those close to us are going through? What are your thoughts here? You know, you see the danger with all of this. Canberra was suggesting that would allow euthanasia for 14-year-olds. Belgium and the Netherlands, people say they don't believe in the slippery slope. Uh, yeah, there is a slippery slope. Belgium and the Netherlands allow euthanasia for depression. A significant group of millennials, I think about 40 to 50% of millennials in Canada, believe euthanasia should be offered for poverty for the poor. Uh, I'm sorry, but there will be a huge number of listeners to this who will at times have felt like they wanted to die. And to have... You know, people say, oh, it's not going to be like that. And I know that New South Wales will be different from Victoria. But these things have an inevitable way when there are pressures on hospitals because of finances and pressures on governments. When you're an older person and and you're being told you're throwing away your children's inheritance, the pressures on people to succumb to euthanasia are, are incredibly strong. I did a debate many years ago, and it's funny, it was a strange thing. It was organized by a young medical student, more than 400 from the uh, local medical faculty came to it. We had four people on each side, a psychologist, a theologian, a politician, and a doctor. And, uh, or if I think it was a philosopher or a psychologist on each side of the argument. And I remember particularly the doctors. The doctor on the side that was advocating for euthanasia was a woman who was a gynecologist. The doctor on our side was a palliative care senior doctor. And he was asked a question and he said simply this. He said, every year I'm asked by two or three people if I would euthanize them, which is illegal. And he said, but once I explained to them the palliative care options, then they no longer want it. And I think that's where the emphasis should be on palliative care. Now, again, we need to be careful here. My mother-in-law, for example, as she was dying of cancer, she was told you can have this treatment and that treatment, you can have chemo and so on. And she said, what good would it do? Oh, you might live an extra three months. She says, well, why would I want to do that? No, I, I want to go home. I want to die at home. I want to die in peace. I don't want to, to have chemotherapy. I think it's perfectly legitimate to make that choice. There is a difference between 
withholding treatment and a actively killing somebody. I think that is a fundamental difference. And, you know, we call it euthanasia. What do they call it now? Um, assisted dying is what they call it. Um, in reality, it's not. In reality, it is killing someone, even for merciful reasons. Um, it may be that there are times when you could look and say, yeah, I could see that that would be the best option. But in terms of in the law of the country, it is an absolute disaster uh, if a country makes it legal for its medical staff to kill its own citizens. Oftentimes, as Christian believers, uh, we want to be able to hold to a zero-tolerance policy around that and say, no, euthanasia is bad, for the very reasons that you say there's a slippery slope, uh, even based on whether someone is in poverty or whether they're facing some sort of misery, some health crisis. Uh, and then the restrictions ease, and then it's offered to people, teenagers, uh, those who are suffering depression. But is there a point, do you think, sometime into the future, if the slippery slope continues, that it's no longer the decision even of the sound-minded person that says, I don't want my three months, I want to go now, that someone else actually then decides that they will make the decision. Someone else decides who's worth living and who's worth dying. Any thoughts about where these things lead to ultimately? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's we know this. We know that um, we, we don't need to look into the future because uh, involuntary euthanasia, as they call it, that's another euthanasia, uh, is, is when people are uh, killed without their permission. Um, and, and that has been happening. Um, you, there, there are several case investigations just now. Where, where doctors are being investigated for um, killing patients. It's, you know, the argument is often used, well, the person no longer has capacity to do that, so someone else can make the decision for them. That, where, where this goes, is, is unbearable. Um, there's a case I know of where the daughter said that her mother no longer wanted euthanasia, although she'd initially said it, but they went ahead and did it anyway. And she believes they did it for economic reasons, that they wanted the bed space and things like that. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but there's no reason why it, it couldn't be true. So when dying becomes an industry, uh, then you've got all of these coercive practices that are likely uh, to drift into the decision making. Come back to, we're almost out of time, but this thought of palliative care. Uh, palliative care is the remedy for the pain, but perhaps also the remedy for a death industry. Any thoughts here about how Christians view the value of palliative care? Absolutely. So the early church cared for the dying. We have to care for the dying. We should never say to anyone, because you're old and you're sick, you're worthless. We should be pouring lots of resources into palliative care. That's what government should be doing. Also, as Christians, we believe that people have eternal souls and that their bodies will be resurrected. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I will confess this. I have prayed at times that the Lord would take somebody to them. I'm praying just now for somebody I know and love, and I pray that their death will be quick. I absolutely do not want um, the, the state to do that. I was, another time I was doing a debate on euthanasia, and I, I visited a student who was in hospital with unbearable pain, and she felt that, you know, there's nothing. It was such a severe pain. And she felt that 
And I thought she would, she said, I want to say something to you before you speak. And I said, okay. And I thought she would say to me, I was ready for it. She would say, I, I want you, you know, to be able to have euthanasia. She said, please don't let anyone ever use me for euthanasia. She said, I know that God has made me. I know that he will take me to it when it's his time. I have to bear this pain. But she said, you know, she I'm, she got into a hospice and they were really, really helpful for her. And, you know, the astonishing thing was she was supposed to be dying. She's still alive today and she now has two children. There and are wonderful stories later. like that. You know what? Some yeah. circumstances are going to be disturbing, aren't they? But the slippery yeah. slope is untenable completely unbearable when it goes that direction and we're heading in that direction now for listeners who would like to connect with david robertson he's director of the ask project with sydney anglicans let me point to how you can connect ask.org.au that's ask.org.au david's latest book is called seek His earlier one was called Ask, and of course he's written a number of other books too, like The Dawkins Letters and Engaging with Atheists. He loves to get his head around these sorts of deeper issues. So do connect with David Robertson at ask.org.au. David Robertson, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing those with us once again today on 2020. It's a privilege being with you, and I say if any listeners are particularly concerned about this, we know we pray for you. And, you know, do feel free to get to get in touch and if you want to discuss these things or want a bit more resources. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 